0: Hello everybody, good morning to all. So in this recording, you will be listening to the summary of the novel Ice Candyman by Babsi Sidwa. This novel was published in India under the title Cracking India. Ice Candyman, published in the year 1980, explores the civil war that occurred during the partition of India in 1947. The political and social upheaval engendered by independence and partition included religious intolerance that led to mass violence, killings, mutilations, rapes, dismemberments and the wholesale slaughter of infants, children, men and women, along with the displacement of millions of refugees, Hindus fleeing to India and Muslims fleeing to Pakistan. Sidhwa's novel Ice Candyman deals with the partition of India and its aftermath. This is the first novel by a woman novelist from Pakistan in which she describes about the fate of people in Lahore. The novel opens with the verse of Iqbal from his poem Complaint to God. With this, the child narrator Lenny is introduced. She is lame and helpless. She finds that her movement between Warris Road and Jail Road is limited. She sees the Salvation Army wall with ventilation slits, which makes her feel sad and lonely. The narration is in the first person. Lenny lives on Warris Road. The novelist describes about the localities in Lahore through the child narrator. Lenny observes, a quote, I feel such sadness for the dumb creature I imagine lurking behind the wall. I unquote. Lenny is introvert and she is engrossed in her private world. One day, Lenny is in her pram, immersed in dreams as usual. Her eye attends to her. Suddenly, an Englishman interrupts them and he asks Ayah to put Lenny down from her pram. But... Aya explains to him about Lenny's infirmity. Lenny is a keen observer. She has seen how people are fascinated with the Hindu Aya's gorgeous body. She notices how even beggars, holy men, old people and the young men adore her for her feminine grace. Colonel Barucha is Lenny's doctor. He is a sergeant. Lenny is brought to the hospital for her limp in one leg. In the first attempt, plaster on Lenny's leg is removed but still she limps. Soon, a new plaster is cast over her leg. Lenny cries out of pain but her mother takes care of her. Dr. Barucha's surgery paints Lenny as she has become bedridden. The news of Lenny's operation spreads in small Parsi community of Lahore, and she has visitors, but she cries for godmother. Lenny, lying on the bed, observes keenly the reaction of visitors and her parents. After one month, Lenny is allowed to be taken in a stroller outside her house. Her eighteen-year-old Ayashanta takes her to a zoo. Lenny's Ayashanta has a number of admirers. Ice Man is among her admirers. Another companion of Lenny is her electric aunt, a widow. She also picks up a brother. His name is Adi and Lenny calls him Sissy. He goes to school and Lenny studies at home. When winter comes, Ice Candy Man turns into a bird man and in the streets of Lahore he is seen with birds. Rich ladies give him money for these poor birds to be freed. Ice Candy Man is a chatterbox and he can talk on any topic. One day, the Parsi community assembles in the community hall in the Parsi Temple. Two priests prepare for the worship of fire. Lenny observes everything with curiosity. Then the meeting of the Parsi community begins on their stand on Swaraj. Colonel Bharucha holds the mic and apprises all about the latest political developments. After discussions and questions, all agree to observe the middle path to observe and see. They will not be within the nationalists to oppose the Raj. They fail to come out of their dilemma. The Aya takes care of the helpless child Lenny like a sister. Lenny's mother too loves her. A portion of Lenny's house is lent to the Shankars who are newly married. Shankar's wife Gita is seen welcoming him in the evening. The children observe this couple with curiosity. Giga is a good cook and a good storyteller. She is popular with children. The reader is now introduced to Hari, the gardener, Imam Din, the cook of Lenny's house. Here, one finds focus on the character of Imam Din. He is 65 years old. He is tall, big-bellied, barrel-chested and robust. Imam Din likes to play with children in his spare time. One day, Imam Din takes Lenny to his village on his bicycle. Lenny observes everything keen on her way to the village. There, she meets children Rana and his sisters Khadija and Parveen. This is the village Pirpindo where Hindus, Sikhs and Muslims live peacefully. Villagers have assembled beneath a huge shesham tree to discuss about the situation in other cities like Bihar and Bengal. They feel disturbed over the news of Hindu-Muslim riots. The villagers blame the British government for inaction in the wake of communal riots. The Chaudhry of Pirpindo ass- assures them about the safety of everyone in the village if riots break out. Later, Lenny and Imam Dil return to Lahore. Shanda has now two more admirers, a China man and the Patan. They, They are fascinated by her feminine grace. They visit Lenny's house daily to talk to her. Lenny does not go to school. She goes to Mrs. Pen for her studies. Her house is next to Lenny's godmother's house on jail road opposite to electric aunt's house. Shanda accompanies Lenny to Mrs. Penn's house. After tuition, Lenny goes to her godmother's house for some time. One day, Mahatma Gandhi visits Lahore, visited Lahore. Then he goes to see Ji with her mother. She is surprised to see him because she has always taken him to be a mythic figure only. Gandhiji blesses them all and advises them to follow the enema therapy. Lenny fails to understand as to why people call him a saint. To her, he appears to be half-clone and half-demon. Now, it is April and Lahore is getting warmer day by day. Ice Candyman finds his business prospering. By now, it has become clearer that India is going to be broken. Muslim League wants Pakistan to Muslims. Imam Din, the cook of Lenny's house, is worried over the news of communal rights and plans a visit to his village, Pirpindo. Lenny insists to join him on his trip to the village. She still cherishes the memory of her earlier visit to Pirpindo. On Baisakhi, they visit the Darad Tek Singh, near the village. Those Muhammad joins them. They enjoy the Mela and the feast. Now people apprehend trouble. One day, the relatives of Imam Din arrive in Lahore to stay with him. They are accommodated in servants' quarters. Military trucks arrive in Pirpindo to evacuate Muslims to safer places. But the Muslim Peasants are confused. They can't leave their home, property and harvest are of a sudden. Mr. Rogers' mutilated body is found in the gutters. He was the inspector general of police. This news sends shivers among the people of Lahore. Children, including Lenny, find it a strange incident. Chanda loves Monsieur's song and Ice candy man loves shanda for her blooming youth ice candy man is disturbed over the developments in the nearby areas people start moving to safer places riots begin and this leads to confusion among people communal rights spread from towns to small villages like pirpindo muslims and sikhs become enemies thirsting for each other's blood in lahore People began to move to safer places. Hindus and Sikhs leave their houses behind and reach Amritsar. People near, sorry, people hear announcements on all India radio about the division of districts into India and Pakistan. The Parsi community in Pakistan is safe but still worried about its future. Muslim mobs attack Hindu houses. A mob stops outside Lenny's house and inquire about its Hindu servants. They ask about the Hindu Ayashanda, Shanda, but the cook, Imam Din, tells them about her fake departure. Ice Candyman comes forward and asks Lenny about Shanda. Out of innocence, Lenny discloses her hiding. The angry Muslims drag her out of Lenny's house. This shocks Lenny and she repents for her truthfulness. A truth can also ruin one's life, Lenny discovered. Ice Candy Man takes her to Hiramandi, the bazaars of prostitutes. Ice Candy Man's mother was also a prostitute and he became a pimp. He is fond of reciting Urdu poetry. In Pirpindo village, sick crowds attack the Muslim community. Imam Din's family is in trouble, but nothing can be done. There is confusion. Muslims in Pirpindo village get killed and the women gang raped. Children are butchered mercilessly. Rana, the playmate of Lenny in Pirpindo, is also wounded and buried under the heap of dead bodies. After some time, he safely moves to other place. His journey of hide-and-seek has been dealt with in detail by Babsi Sidwa. sidhwa narrates Rana's ordeal of escape in full 15 pages. A little boy, wounded and shocked, running for life, finds suddenly himself alone in the world. Earlier, it had been decided that women and girls of Burpindo would gather at Chowdhury's house and pour the kerosene oil around the house to burn themselves. It was also decided to hide some boys and men in a safer place, but nothing worked. Muslims are killed, women molested, and children butchered. Only Rana escapes and finds shelter in a camp in Lahore. When he reached Lahore, he observed, It's funny. As long as I had to look out for myself, I was all right. As soon as I felt safe, I fainted. Before reaching the camp, Rana had a tough time. I quote, There were too many ugly and abandoned children like him, scavenging in the looted houses and the rubble of burnt out buildings, his rags clinging to his wounds, straw sticking in his scalped skull. Rana wondered, through the lanes, stealing chapatis and grain from houses strewn with dead bodies, ruffling the corpses for anything he could use. No one minded the semi-naked spectre as he looked indoors with his knowing whites pleasant eyes. I unquote. Later, Rana was herded into a refugee camp at Badami Bok. Then chance united him with his Noni Chachi and Iqbal Chacha. After the abduction of Shanta by the Muslim mob, Lenny remains sad and dejected. She is shocked over the betrayal by Ice candy man. She finds him to be a changed man. The day he saw the mutilated bodies of his Muslim brethren, he became a different person. His beloved Aya becomes a Hindu for him. I quote from the text, They drag Aya out. They drag her by her arms stretched toward and her bare feet that want to move backwards are forced forward instead, I unquote. This sight proves to be traumatic for poor Lenny and she repents for telling the truth to ice candy man. She is guilt-driven, I quote. For three days, I stand in front of the bathroom mirror staring at my tongue. I hold the while truth infected, Thing between my fingers and try to wrench it out but slippery and slick as a fish slips from my fingers and mocks me with its sharp rapid tip darting as poisonous as a snake I punish it with rigorous scourings from my prickling toothbrush until it is sore and bleeding I uncoat this act of Lenny shows her a sense of guilt there has been Papu's marriage, but Lenny feels lonely without Aya. By now, Lenny has become mature, both in body and mind. Lenny's godmother is an influential lady. She loves Lenny. She has established a network of espionage in Lahore. She has information from each corner of Lahore. One day, Lenny's cousin comes with the news that he has seen the Aya in a taxi dressed like a film actress. After a few days, Lenny too sees Shanta in a car. Now she tells everyone about it and the search for Shanda begins. One Monday, Lenny visits her godmother's house to tell her about Shanta. She is told about Shanda's husband's visit to godmother's house in the evening. Lenny finds it difficult to wait for the evening. At six o'clock, the bridegroom of Shanta arrives. He is none other than the ice candy man, now dressed in flowing white muslin. He recites the words from Urdu poetry and greets everyone. He informs that she is married to him and has been accepted in the family of dancers. Godmother scolds him for ill-treating Shanta and let her be raped. But he confesses, I am a good man. Sorry, I am a man. Only dogs are faithful. If you want faith, let her marry a dog. So this was the reply given by Ice Candy Man to the godmother. But godmother reacts wildly by saying, I quote, You have permitted your wife to be disgraced, destroyed her modesty, lived off her womanhood, and you talk of princes and poets? You are the son of pigs and pimps. I unquote. Ice man weeps and cries but asserts that now he will make her happy by all means. Lenny has been listening to all this. She is angry with him to such an extent that she says, I quote, There is a suffocating explosion within my eyes and head, a blinding blast of pity and disillusion and a savage rage. My sight is disoriented. I see Ice Candyman float away in a bubble and dwindle to a grey speck in the aftermath of the blast. I unquote. The Ice Candyman stands there with Jinnah cap in his hand and his ravished face caked with mud has turned into a tragedian's mask. Repentance, grief, and shock are compressed into the mold of his features. Then Godmother plans a visit to see Shanta Naf Mumtas after her marriage. Leni insists of going with her to Hiramandi. They reach Hiramandi in a Tonga. They are let in a well decorated room with the fragrance of sprinkled flowers. Ice candy man brings his Mumtas, the Aya dressed as a bride before them. Lenny is shocked to see the sadness in Shantas eyes. Lenny observes, I quote, Where have the radiance and the animation gone? Can this all be extracted from its living body? Her vacant eyes are bigger than ever. Why repent with what they have seen and felt? She buries her head in me and buries me in all her finery and in the dark and musky tar of her perfume. I unquote, Leaving Aya with Godmother and Lenny, Ice Candyman goes to fetch tea. Now Aya pleads that she will not live here anymore and she must go. Godmother asks her to think over it again. But Aya, now Mumtaz, insists of going back to her relatives in Amritsar. The visitors return after assuring Shanta now Mumtaz, that she will be rescued. Leni's cousin asks her about a kota and her impression of it. Leni understands by Kota to be a place of dancing girls. By now, Leni also understands that, I quote, the potent creative force generated within the kota that has metamorphosed Ice Candyman not only into a Mughal courtier but into a Mandi poet. No wonder he founds poetry as if he poked out of his mother's womb, spouting rhyming sentences. I unquote. After her visit to Hiramandi, Godmother contacts the government missionary. One day, a police party comes to Hiramandi and takes Shanta away from Ice She is put at the recovered women's camp on the Varis Road, which is well guarded. Ice Candyman visits the camp to see his beloved but is beaten up badly by the sick sentry. Now, Ice Candyman has become a dejected wandering lover searching for his lost love. He has acquired a new aspect, I quote, that of a moonstruck Fakir who has renounced the world for his beloved, I end quote. Ice Candyman places flowers, for Aya over the wall of the camp every morning and his voices rises in sweet and clear song to shower Aya with poems. This routine of offering of flowers and singing of love songs continues for many days. One day, Lenny learns that Aya has been shifted to Amritsar with her family there. Ice man has also followed her across the Vaga border into India to pursue his love. The novel ends on the sad and tragic note. The novel contains a number of poignant scenes along with scenes of murder and violence. I quote, The novel is a masterful work of history as it relates political events through the eyes of a child. I unquote, Ice man." has also been called as a multifaceted jewel of a novel. The novel deals with the bloody partition of India through the eyes of a girl Lenny growing up in a Parsi family, surviving through female bonding and rebellion. So that's all about the story of the novel. Thank you.